0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining for this episode of Time to Shine. And we have a very interesting guest today, who is Rodolfo. Carrillo, he is a conscious leadership shaman and he has developed the powerful SERE model for achieving leadership of the fullest potential as well, deep sustainable personal mastery and business growth. As an MBA graduate, Rodolfo has been involved in mentoring transformational leaders, business consulting and training for more than 15 years and has participated as an independent director in more than 25 business boards. He has also been meditating in an impersonal and spiritual development path since he was seven years old. Rodolfo has a very interesting and unique combination of business skills, experience and spiritual wisdom that triggers profound transformation through his work, which is motivated by his purpose to raise consciousness in the world so all beings can live in harmony and greater well-being. Hello, Rodolfo.
1: Hello, Oscar. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure.
0: It's a pleasure talking with you, Rolfo. Very welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's it's, it's really wonderful to be able to connect.
0: (laughs) Nice. Please tell us your journey now, how you became a coach, professional speaker in everything you do today.
1: Yeah. Well, um, as you were mentioning, I've, I've walked basically two paths, uh, well, many paths, but two parallel paths during my life. One is I started meditating when I was a little kid. Uh, my mom got me into meditation when I was seven years old and I started and, and, and kept me in that spiritual and personal development path throughout my childhood. And then when I went to college, I decided to study business. So I went into business school and then I, Developed a, or, or took a master's degree in entrepreneurship and family business. And I started my own consulting business 16 years ago. And as I was doing that uh, family business uh, consulting work, I well, family businesses are all about relationships and, and personal development is really important relationships, communication, family dynamics, being able to handle emotions. Um, so, as I was doing that work, basically that pushed me and and led me into bringing my personal tools, my personal development tools into that work. And a few years ago, about eight eight years ago, I started combining them. I started combining the business side and the personal development side, basically because people started asking me. it's like, how do you keep yourself centered? How do you keep yourself mm-hmm. at peace when you're dealing with families that, maybe in conflict or maybe just uh, very emotional. And, yeah, the way I was doing it was through the, the tools that I had learned as a kid. Uh, so people started asking me, can you teach me that? Can you share that with us? Um, so I started doing it, and that's how I ended up um, doing the work that I do today, which is developing conscious leadership in conscious business. And conscious leadership is basically being able to bring our awareness within and recognizing how... Uh, what's going on within us so that triggers how we show up for others and conscious business is being able to recognize how we want to do impact or, or to develop impact from the business and not be solely profit driven so profit is important for business but how do we seek impact instead of just profit
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely it's, as you said uh I think it's more important than ever that that businesses of course uh, find a way to be successful and and grow, but also taking um, take into account everyone, everyone who is involved and is directly indirectly involved with businesses so you you learn meditation very a kid basically you were a small kid seven years and through your mom and then uh, you you study business and work in business until at some point people ask you how how we can uh, be good business successful business persons but also be center the inner part of us is uh, is as good as in the business so what is um, what is being leadership
1: yes right and so being leadership is the result of those two paths that i that i that i've been walking through my whole life so it's basically how do I show up for others in business from uh, what's going on within ourselves? So, um, and and that's also the name of, of of my, uh, of my book, which is based on the Ser model, which is basically we want to bring, be able to bring our awareness within recognize what's going on, like what's going on in, in emotionally and mentally and even physically and how that is influencing those around us so for example if i am hungry and i'm at a uh, uh, at a business meeting with my team and i'm really starving mm. that is going to affect the way i'm relating to others right mm. because my body is physically in pain right and it's calling for attention if i am emotionally sad or or angry that's going to affect the way I, re, I relate to someone, even if it's got nothing to do with them. So, being leadership is basically about recognizing that all those things that are happening within us are going to influence those around us, even if we're trying not uh, for them not to show, because people can uh, subconsciously we can read each other much better than uh, that we, we can see or consciously recognize. So, as What we want to do is, we want to be able to acknowledge and deal with every, every, or the whole complexity of being human so that as we work with ourselves, we can expand ourselves and we can have greater influence around us. That's why I call it being leadership because it's how you show up furthest from who you are.
0: Mm -hmm. Being a super important, not only word, only verb, but something that. People forget too much, too often. So this, by the title of the book, feels like it's a a leadership book. Among other things, you will tell me. So I have read some books in in the past. Some books are super interesting. And what, what strikes me more is that one author talks about leadership from one perspective, and then I read another book about leadership and this book, uh, this author found by research completely different uh, perspective. So I would like to know what uh, your book *Being Leadership has that we have not seen in other books about leadership.
1: Yes and, and that's, that's a great question because um, I also teach uh, leadership at the University of Costa Rica here mm-hmm. in Costa Rica obviously. And one of the things that that that's really important is most leadership books are about leadership styles and how to develop different leadership styles. So you want to be able to like either be a democratic leader or an autocratic leader when it's needed and, and recognize the, the different ways a leader can show up for others, right? But in this case, what my book brings is a roadmap to recognizing what goes on within ourselves, so that we can actually put those leadership styles into practice. So I'll give you an example. For, uh, I may know that at some point, I uh, my team is requiring for me to be more autocratic, more of an autocratic leader. That means they need me to make a decision, to tell them where we want to go, um, and just act upon it. But my style is more a consensus driving style or or democratic style. So it's really hard for me to come up to my team and say, hey, I don't want to, like, I know that we usually share the ideas and what, but right now we got to do this. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a discussion about it. We got to act, right? So that is really important for, or for that to actually happen, it is really important for us to be able to see our own limitations see how everything within us is telling us don't do that and still be able to do it right so that's what the book gives us it's a a roadmap to understanding all those things that go on within us that prevent us from fully showing up for others right so that we can actually uh, put it what we can do is as we recognize what's limiting us, we can, we can work with it so that we can expand the way we show up. And that's what my book that does through what I call the ser model, which is ser is the verb to be in Spanish. So it's literally a roadmap, a structure of five principles and seven aspects that will help you. And it helps every one of us understand and deal with. The complexity
0: of being human. Yeah, I mean, this is a is a, it's a great example. The one you brought, um, as as you said, um, there's a lot of theory about the uh, the leadership styles, and e- even if you read many of the books or you understand and, and you observe other leaders and you under- understand these these styles, after all, every person has um, tends to fit in in one of these. Leaderships, and it's harder to to switch to the other ones when when it's needed, as you say in your own case, you needed to switch to to more um, what do call it, autocratic leadership style in 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 one in the moment that is needed, the moment that is required. So yeah, of course, it's going beyond the the knowledge and how to make sure that on your own life you you are able to to change the leadership style when it's needed.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's a a challenge because um, most of the time we sort of know what's expected from us, what we need to do. But the challenge is how do we take ourselves into doing and taking those steps? And that's where most of the resistance comes from and shows up. It's like every single person or every single one of us probably listen to this knows that we should eat healthy and we should exercise Mm -hmm there's probably like very few people in the world that don't understand those concepts of eating healthy and exercising. Mm -hmm. No, the challenge is how do we put it into practice? Why is it that we keep eating junk food and not exercising? That's what we want to learn to deal with, right? So there's Beliefs that are limiting us. There's uh, mental stories that are telling us. Self-image that is limiting us. So we want to be able to work with that so that we can actually take those uh, understandings and that knowledge into a day-to-day practice. And that's what the set model gives us: is how to recognize all those limitations, and more than recognizing, how do, how can we transcend them? So we can fully show up for others, and even and, and it. They don't have to be limitations. They can also be things, areas where I want to expand. Right? So I'm already doing good at this or that. So how can I do more of that? And and that's mm-hmm. what the, the the roadmap gives us.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And and then we have the the idea of uh, leaders, and and speakers, who often they are. Leaders are good. Leaders are good speakers. So good speakers are good leaders. Often, very often, happens that. So let's bring now the conversation towards speaking. So tell me if there's there are ideas in this book that we can apply for public speaking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because um, when we are doing public speaking, we are basically trying to show up as leaders. And what does what does leadership mean? Leadership means we're trying to influence others into. Acting or taking or, or taking action um, aligned with something that's uh, with an objective, right? And that's what leadership is, and, and public speaking tends to be. That's the point of public speaking. Like we're trying to influence the the audience uh, into doing something that will benefit them or benefit us as a collective. So so being able to recognize how I'm showing up on a stage is really important. Like if I'm nervous. Or if I'm telling myself the stories like, "Oh, um, now uh, what's going to happen? Or this is going to happen. Or this might happen." It's like all of that is going to influence the way we show up. I, I, I'll share with you a, a very brief anecdote. I was mm-hmm. about to go up and have, and do a workshop, a small, yeah, a small workshop with a with a Latin American sales team for a big corporation, and when the VP of sales introduced me she uh, started seeing uh, like Rodolfo is this amazing facilitator and I know he's going to blow your mind off and he's going <laughs> to do amazing stuff. And I know we're all going to love him at the end. And what immediately happened within me is I got scared. And I was like, oh my God, now I have to meet these expectations that the VP of sales is setting for everyone. It was like 150 uh, people stage. And so I got up on and and, and I, I started having all these ideas. Maybe I shouldn't do this that I had planned. Maybe I should did, do this uh, other thing that's going to be uh, more impactful. And I started trying to change what I was going to do in my mind. And then I realized that. And I said, it's like, wait up. It's like, I can't change my plan right now. It's going to go real bad. I dedicated quite a bit of time preparing for this. I'm going to stick to the plan. So I got up on stage and first thing I did was I told my story. I, I, I told that story. I told them. It's like, this is what just happened. When the VP presented me, I got scared mm-hmm. and I and, and, and I can't let that take over. Because if I let that take over, then I'm going to change the whole way I show up for you. right? And this is what I came to do. And I do hope that, I, that everything that, that the VP just mentioned will come true for you. But I, but I gotta get that out of the way so that we can actually engage or I can actually engage from a from a more true uh, self uh, stance. right And And that was really powerful because it allowed me to transcend my fear and connect to everyone. And obviously the workshop was about how we show up for our clients or how they show up for the clients and how what's going on within them will affect the relationship. So I, mm-hmm. I, I use that. Uh, into the workshop but so going back to your question about public speaking is anything and everything that goes on within us is going to influence the way we show up for uh, our audiences and the more aware and conscious we are about it the greater we can the impact we can have as we learn how to deal with that
0: yeah yeah definitely and of course sometimes it's happened like that sometimes you might be um overwhelmed by big expectations right a super good intro that is not always common actually it's more common that someone introduce you in a quite poor way <laughs> that's more often actually so what you happen to you is is it's quite rare but it's, it could be of course intimidating uh, and you have uh, illustrated pretty well how to handle that
1: yeah, and and yeah, and what you said is just so true, right? We're especially those of us who do public speaking often. We're used to just being introduced, like, oh, well, here's Rodolfo, oh, We'll welcome him on stage, and then I have to bring the energy up. But when someone does such an amazing introduction, then it sets the bar so high, and we're not used. We may not be used to that. Like I'm sure some people are used to, like, being introduced as. Is, is, like amazing and wonderful uh speakers and human beings right but as uh while we get to that place where we feel comfortable with it it's really important for us to learn how to deal with that uncomfortableness so that that it doesn't affect the way we're delivering what we want to deliver
0: yeah yeah absolutely and you have told us already quite a few of your own stories it's super interesting really good stories um also to illustrate your points in both the leadership side and the, in the public speaking side that you just uh, told us, could you mention some a couple of uh, well-known leaders or speakers who are applying this principle that you just told us?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that I'll, I'll use two um, who are very well-known but probably not common as thought of uh, when we think of public speakers. And those are uh, Eckhart Tolle and the Dalai Lama, <laughs> and and I I I want to mention them because they are both amazing spiritual teachers, mm-hmm. and at the same time they are both very different from each other, right? So when you when you see Eckhart Tolle speaking, like he shows up as himself, poised, centered, soft-spoken. And and, and and even slow spoken, right? And that's that's who he is, and he and he keeps that, and he keeps his audience engaged through the content, right? Now the Dalai Lama, on the other hand, he's funny, he's he's like a little kid, and he's still <laughs> delivering amazing wisdom, but he's he's always laughing, he's making jokes, like he's acting surprised all the time or feeling surprised all the time, and 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 obviously, they're being really aware of who they are and how they're showing up for others. And that's uh, really important in the message that they are willing, uh, uh, trying and willing to transfer to all of us, right? And then there's other speakers. Like, uh, I think all great speakers, if you look at them, they have some sort of self-awareness that allows them to really engage, right? So over the years, we've learned to see or to recognize how how and who Oprah is right now. She's been really consistent in the way that she shows up for others. Right? And we can relate to that. So she's, she's done her personal work. She's in, uh, and, in, and, and she obviously handles herself very well in front of an audience. And when I say handles herself, it's not only the way she behaves outside, but how she deals with what comes up for her within. Right. So um those are three examples that I can think of that, that, uh, for me, are really powerful, but I especially like the 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 contrast between two amazing spiritual spiritual teachers who are the Dalai Lama and Eckhart Tolle in how they show up very differently, yet their message is still so powerful.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more in this this comparison, especially the as you say, Eckhart Tolle and the Dalai Lama, uh, quite different styles, as you said, uh, both very very effective in in what they say, and they are. Of course, not only spiritual teachers, also spiritual leaders uh, for a big, big amount of people in this world. Uh, so, coming also into into practical uh, practical ideas for for everybody, any of us who is who is listening, and especially in this um, in these different times that we are living, that uh, most of communications are uh, not in person, not face to face, are usually the vast majority are, are remotely. So what, what would you say that are the main communication skills that the leaders need today to, to communicate effectively?
1: I think there's, there's three that are key. First one is self-awareness. And you may think that that's not a communication skill, but it's actually one of the most powerful communication skills that we can develop, which is basically recognizing um, what's going on within me and and how i'm showing up and that means when i'm in front of a computer talking to others like i might be at home and i might be sitting in a very comfortable chair so if i'm leaning back if i'm looking too relaxed then that might make it hard uh for others to engage with with me right or if the lighting is too dark and mm-hmm. and i i I can't see like others can't see me. I got to be aware of how I'm showing up uh if I'm too close to the screen or too far away from the screen, if I'm yelling of, or not. Like right? all of that is really important. So self-awareness is key uh, as a communication skill especially and and especially when we're face to face. But other than that, uh the other two things that I think are skills that I think are really important is vulnerability, like being able to acknowledge what's going on uh, and, and be open about what's going on like I like the example that I gave you when I stepped on stage like I had like the only way for me to get rid of that fear or that or yeah fear that that high expectation that the VP the sales VP had set for me was to just be vulnerable about it and tell them it's like hey I'm I'm gonna do my best but and I hope that uh, the expectations that the VP has just set will be met, but I, I got to be real with you, and it's like <laughs> this is um, something that I'm uh, that I'm dealing with, and, and that actually opened up a very deep connection with the whole audience. And at the end, a lot a lot of people came up to me and told me it's like, "Hey, I loved your presentation. I loved how you started." that allowed for the whole um, setting to transform and for us to develop a deeper connection. And then the last one, which is um, I think key, especially at this time is to be able to convey a vision, right? And that is like I, as a speaker, as a, a leader, it is really important for me to be able to create a vision for my audience or for my team or for my business or whoever I'm leading right to where i want to take them and if and if it's uh the clearer the vision is the easier it is for others to follow me towards that vision so those are the three things that i uh uh, the three communication skills that are i I believe are really important right now
0: Mm -hmm. yes definitely it's great advice what you are giving now It's the first one is 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 the self-awareness it's true actually in when you are communicating, um, you don't know exactly how. You don't know exactly. You have an idea, but you don't know exactly how they are going to hear you and see you on the other side of of well, on the other side of the connection, right? Because you are in front of a camera, you don't know exactly how the camera, the lights, the microphone, the acoustic of where you are will affect in th- that first impression on on the on the audiences. And and I think for that is it's good to probably ask for help, right? So just ask someone before the the meeting the or the virtual talk to to connect and tell me how you see, how you hear me. You know? That I can, I guess that's that's a really good um, exercise to do.
1: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really important for us to to be uh, to check and see that how how we. Being received on the other side and ask for feedback, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning, I, whenever I start a converse, uh, uh, a webinar or a, or a program, I usually ask people, it's like on the chat, let me know. Can you hear me well? Can you see me well? Is, is everything okay? Do you need anything? Right. Because it's, it's important for us to open up those channels in the best way. So f- for the message to be conveyed.
0: Mm-hmm. Rodolfo, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation?
1: Yeah, I think I think if you uh, if you've heard this, you probably could uh, intuitively know that this is my favorite ta- quotation. But it comes from Mahatma Gandhi, which is "Be the change you want to see in the world." Right, and I think that I feel very connected to that uh phrase, and it's basically the message that I want to convey is if you're trying to lead others into anything into a vision first you got to be that that change first you got to embody that vision and once you embody that vision others will follow so i love that quote from mahatma gandhi
0: be the change you want to see in the world could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you
1: yeah i um that's easy. I, I love The Power of Now uh, mm-hmm. by Eckhart Tolle because it's also, again, it, it goes hand in hand with what I share. Um, it's recognizing where I am, what's going on within me, and how that is influencing the way I'm showing up for others. And all that is a result of recognizing where I am right now and, and what's going on right now. And and that's Eckhart Tolle's message in, in that very powerful book, The Power of Now.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and that book I actually I also recommend it, and I've been I have it on too, in as an audiobook. Yeah, and I've been listening to that uh, just yesterday. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs>
1: that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, it is a great book.
0: Yeah, absolutely recommend it. Rodolfo, could you now uh, share with us an exercise, something practical that you were recommend us to do it regularly, a routine to shine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, the, this is a really simple exercise, but it becomes very powerful over time. And if I, I hope everyone does their meditation. if you're not doing meditation, you gotta it's really important for us to start. But basically what we want to do and, and when I share meditation, I tell people we're gonna make a relationship or create a relationship between the breath and anchoring the mind. What does that mean? It's like every time I bring awareness to my breath, it's like my mind settles down, right? So as my mind wanders off, I bring it back to the breath and settle it down. So, And, and when we do that kind of meditation, which is basically basic, the basic basis of mindfulness meditation, it's like we bring awareness to a breath, my mind starts thinking about something else, I recognize that it went away, I bring it back. That relationship between being aware of the breath and settling the mind is really important because before we show up for others, before we show up at a meeting, before we come up on stage, what we can do is three conscious breaths, which will help us settle the mind. So before we go up on stage, and every time I, I, I go up on a stage or on a, talk or a sh- uh, show or whatever it is it's like I make sure that I breathe consciously at least three times and that helps me bring back bring my mind back to the present moment and ready myself and my awareness so that I can fully show up for it, for whoever's I'm, 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 I'm interacting with so three conscious breaths to be able to settle the mind that would be that's an amazing tool uh, that gets that becomes more and more powerful as we use it more and more so that would be my rec- recommendation mm-hmm.
0: yeah sounds like a excellent uh, helpful piece of advice well thanks for that That's a great conversation we have rodolfo please tell us how people can learn more about you the, all the great work you're doing or get in touch with you
1: yeah, thank you. I've loved having this conversation with you, Oscar. And yes, if you're interested in in, in the book, the book's called Being Leadership, and you can uh, it's coming out in a in a few weeks, uh, probably after Easter. So if you uh, you can you can sign up for uh, the information, getting an amazing bundle because the book is coming with an online program. You can find the, the all the information in the webpage being leadership.com but being has a hyphen between the b and the ing so it's a verb b hyphen ing leadership.com or you can go to my webpage which is serleader.com, ser is s-e-r leader.com those are the the ways you can find me or you can find me on social media um instagram facebook on uh rodolfo.carrillo uh, both of them, or LinkedIn, which is Rodolfo dash uh, or hyphen Carrillo, and you can find me there. And I'm constantly posting content and valuable content that uh, will help all of us the de- de- develop as leaders. Right, so yeah, hope to see you uh, in social media and um, get your reviews from the book.
0: Excellent, many ways to find you. So again, thanks a lot, Rodolfo. It was a pleasure talking with you, and all the best.
1: Thank you, Oscar. This is an amazing platform and and, and I love what you're doing. So best success to you. Thank you very
0: much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time.